Well, good morning. I'm Tommy Green. I'm the associate pastor here at Center Point, and I get the opportunity to fill in for John Schmidt this, today as he's finishing up his sabbatical. He'll be back next week to kick us off in our new series entitled Heroes, so you'll make sure you're here for that uh, next week. Uh, talking about John, I remember the very first message he uh, taught us um, at the very beginning of the year. It was a message entitled A Fresh Start with God, and one of the things that we talked about was this year, what is most important to us? And it was the fact that each of us develops a relationship with God. And so today I want to talk about, you know, how are we doing in that? You know, believe it or not, this week, we're halfway through 2016. We're halfway done. So how are we doing our relationship with God? What needs to be improved? What do we need to work on? I don't know about you, but I know one thing we can always work on in any relationship, whether it's with God, whether it's with people, and that's our communication skills. Matter of fact, uh, Shelly, my wife, and I, we, we work on this ever so often by going out on dates. And we had the opportunity about a couple, oh, two or three weeks ago to go on a date. Went to Birmingham, went to a nice restaurant, and we're having a really good time. And she's sitting across the table from me, and I'm just, I'm leaning on every word that she's saying. Until I realized there was a TV right over her right shoulder. And as she began to talk, I was listening and I realized it was the Friday of the Masters. I didn't get to watch what was going on with the Masters. And ESPN had highlights of what was going on. The more she talked, the more I turned my attention to the TV. Until I finally heard her speak those words that no man really wants to hear. Honey, are you listening? I said, yes, baby, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm right with you. And then she said something even worse than that. Then what did I say? <laughs> I was lost. I was caught. You know, and the truth of the matter is, I had, lost, I had lost perspective on what was most important at that moment, and that was connecting with my wife, spending time with her, working on communicating with one another. You know, in some ways, it's that same way it happens with God sometimes, too. Matter of fact, point A on your outline states that God is speaking. Are we listening? God's speaking. Are we listening? Job thirty three fourteen says, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. Now, I believe many of us are similar to me when it comes to uh, relationships and comes to listening. Many of us have spiritual ADHD. We have so many distractions. It's like rabbit, squirrel. It's like, it's, what's going on? What's next? And the reason is, is because we have so many voices speaking at us. All the time. As a matter of fact, I thought about bringing a radio in here today. And believe it or not, there are hundreds of voices speaking in this room right now. And I could prove it to you. I could bring a radio in here and I could fine-tune, find a dial and listen to one radio station. Listen to it. All of those voices are over our airways right now. We have TV. We have radio. We have everything that goes on to distract us. We need to remember what's most important, and that is connecting to God. And I really believe that the greatest privilege and honor in all the world is the fact that God the Father wants to speak to me. And when I recognize His voice and I listen to Him, I'm on the greatest adventure that the world has to offer. Because God wants to guide me. He wants to change me. He wants to change those around me. And when I hear His voice, it brings peace and joy in my life like nothing else can. It's not that everything that he speaks is easy, but the fact that he's speaking to me as his child, the creator of the universe, 
speaking to me is the most powerful thing in my life. Listen to what John 10, 27 says. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I speak to my children. They hear me and they follow me. Listen to what John 8, 47 says. Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. But you don't listen because you don't belong to God. God's desire has always been to speak to his children. You know, the Garden of Eden was God's perfect desire. I mean, it was his perfect plan. And in the garden, it says that Adam and Eve walked and talked with God in the cool of the day. They had open lines of communication. They spoke to God. God spoke to them. That was God's original intent. And you know the rest of the story. Sin came in. It messed all that up. And no longer was there this open line of communication between God and man because sin got in the way. And God would speak to priests. He would speak to prophets. And if you wanted to hear what God was saying, you had to go to talk to one of them. And if you wanted to talk to God, you had to go to one of them. Matter of fact, it was to the point where they actually had to put a a huge curtain that separated the, uh, um, the Ark of the Covenant, which represented God in His presence, and people. And they could only go in and talk to God one time a year. Things had really changed. That was not God's original intent. So God had to do something to fix it. So he sent Jesus Christ to this world. And when he was being crucified, and he says, it is finished. That veil, that curtain that separated God and man was torn in two from top to bottom. And Hebrews now says that you and I can go boldly into God's throne without shame. And communicate with him. God loves talking to his children. And the life application for us this morning is that we need to slow down. We need to tune in and listen. We need, just like that radio that I was talking about, we need to fine tune. Find what station God's on. Stick there and let's listen to him. There's different ways that God speaks, but... The key to hear God's voice, I believe, with all my heart, if you want to hear God, is that, well, I'm not hearing God. Start asking for God to speak. Start asking, God, would you speak to me? And the only way that we'll actually ask that question is if we're really ready to listen, if we really trust that he's good, that he's in control, that he's for us. Because if I really believe that he knows what's best for my life more than I do, then I'm willing to say, God, would you speak? Would you willing to guide me? Will you direct my life? I'm willing. I know that you know better than I do. And when we have that heart, we have that attitude, and we pray, God, will you speak? I promise you, he will speak to you. He will. Listen to what David said, Psalms 55, uh, 3. He said, each morning I bring my request to you, and I wait expectantly. I come before you, and I tell you everything that's going on in my life, I have questions about some things, God. I'm going to bring them to you, and I'm going to wait for you to speak. I'm not going to come up with the answers on my own. Listen to what Proverbs 3, 6 says in the message. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. See, God wants to guide our lives. He wants to direct our lives. But what I found about God is God's a gentleman. He doesn't just like to burst in and tell you what to do. He loves to be asked. 
He loves for you to ask Him about His opinions for your life. So we need to ask God to speak. Now there's four ways that we all want to talk about today that God speaks. I wanted to say something right up front. God is God, and God can speak however He wants to. He can speak through dreams. He can speak through angels. He can speak through donkeys. Okay? God can speak however He wants to speak. But there's four ways that I've come to discover that He speaks to me on a regular basis. And I want to talk about those today. First and foremost, which is a home run, is His Word. I have no doubt that God speaks to us through His written Word. He has given us His Word so that we may know the intents of His heart. Listen to what um, 2 Timothy says. It says, All Scripture is inspired by God. It is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and to equip His people to do every good work. It wasn't just a couple of weeks ago, God really just, his word just jumped off the pages to me and, and I underlined uh, the scripture. And I was like, you know, I'm not real sure what this means, but I just know that God's speaking it to me. And later that week, I had a phone call of a, another minister that I knew that really wanted me to just come talk. And, and um, as I was thinking about having that conversation with him, my thoughts were, man, there's some things this guy really needs to know. I mean, there's some things about God that I know that he doesn't, and I'm going to impress him, and I'm going to show him how he really needs to be doing ministry. And that was my attitude, thinking about that conversation. And man, I tell you what, when I was thinking about it, I was just driving down the road, and God just, do you remember the scripture you read? Because this is what the scripture I had written down said. It says, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. And I realized I wasn't loving that guy. I was all full of pride. I was full of myself. And then God reminded me of Philippians 2, 3. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. <gasps> God's word changed my attitude, which then, in fact, changed my actions. He changed my heart. And so I went into the conversation and went into that uh, meeting with an attitude of, hey, tell me what's going on in your life. How can I serve you? How can I love you? How can I honor what God is doing in your life and the truths that He is showing you at this moment. Now, I remember when I was 21 years old, I had an opportunity that I'd been accepted into a ministry school that I was really excited, the ministry school that I really dreamed of going to. And um, I was about a week away from enrolling in that school. I'd already got my apartment, had already I got my roommate, everything was set up. I was excited. But about a couple weeks before I was to enroll, I just started getting this check in my spirit that I wasn't supposed to go, that just something, I couldn't get peace about it. And so I'm praying, God, why? This is my dream. This is what I want to do. And uh, I remember I was seeking God, and I was reading scriptures one morning, and I was reading in Ephesians, and I came across 319. It says, Know the love of God which passes knowledge so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. And it was right then and there that God spoke to my heart For that season of my life, he said, I want you to spend more of your time getting to know me than knowing about me. More time knowing me than knowing about me, because that's where fullness of life comes from. And it's not that school's wrong, it's not that uh, seminary's wrong, not at all. But at that season of my life, God was sharing with me, that's not the road that I have for you at this moment. Can I tell you, if I would have went there, I probably wouldn't be here this morning. 
I probably wouldn't have met my wife, probably wouldn't have the kids that I have. God directed me through his word. We know that God speaks through his word. Matter of fact, there's a note down on the bottom of your page, a little further down, that says, uh, what God speaks always lines up with his word and the principles of his kingdom. And so before we even talk about the other ways that God speaks, I want you to understand this, that God's word always lines, I mean, what he speaks always lines up with his written word and the principles of his kingdom. Now, if we really want to understand what God is speaking, we need not just to listen to God's word. That's a huge, important aspect. Right now, this morning, I'm reading scripture. You're listening to God's word. I'm going down. I'm listening on the radio, listening to Christian music. Someone reads the scripture. I'm listening to God's word. That's important. But if all I ever did was just listen to God's word, I wouldn't really be, I wouldn't have a real good grasp on what it's saying. Would I mean, I can balance that, but it's got a tendency to fall off. I also need to read God's word for myself. Got a little bit better grip. It's not a great grip, but it's, it's a little better. I need to read God's word for myself. I also need to take time to study God's word. To see what context is the scripture talking about? What's, the, what's it implying? What's the whole, what's the scriptures before it say? What's the scriptures after it say? What is the author really trying to say? Not only that, I need to meditate on God's word. I need to meditate. I need to, I need to memorize scripture. I need to get in inside of me. So I know when God speaks to me, yeah, it lines up with that. And then the last thing I need to do is I need to apply God's word. When I understand God's word like that, I have a firm grip on what God is speaking. And also, Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And anytime God speaks to my heart, I always ask, Is this right before God? If I follow what it's saying, will it bring me peace? Will it bring me joy? It might not be easy, but the fact that I follow what God is speaking, will it bring me peace and joy? Those are filters that I bring. So God speaks through his word. He also speaks through his spirit. Isaiah 30, 20 through 21 says, Right behind you a voice will say, This is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Now God's Holy Spirit speaks directly. He indwells. He lives within us. And there are times that he illuminates our thoughts, that he brings thoughts up that I call a still small, small voice that you hear, that's God speaking to you. A couple of ways that this has happened in my life is, I'll never forget that I was in college and um, I was living in an apartment and I had a guy that moved in next door to us. And uh, I'd never got that opportunity to meet him. And I felt one day the Holy Spirit speak to my heart and says, hey, I want you to ask that guy if he wants to go fishing with you. And I was like, huh? Really? That, didn't, that, that wasn't me thinking that. And so I said, okay, God. And so next day I said, hey, listen, I don't, I don't know if you like to fish or not. I haven't really got to meet you. But next week I'm, 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 next weekend I'm going fishing. Would you like to go? He said, I love to fish. Can we go? Well, that developed a friendship between the two of us. And then he started coming to church with me. And about a month after I asked him to go fish with me, he gave his life to Jesus. How do I know that was God speaking? Because God's word says in Hebrews 3.2, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some have done this, have entertained angels without realizing it. I know that God wants me to show hospitality to other people. Listen, another time I was in Mexico and I take a group of youth down to Mexico and we had the opportunity to lead worship down there and we're in this church and Throughout that week, I got the opportunity to really befriend this guy. We couldn't speak the same language, but we both loved to play guitar. And he played guitar in their worship team. And, but the problem was is his guitar didn't have a pickup. It didn't have an amplification system in it. 
And so the uh, day before we're about to leave, I'm there, and I'm just minding my own business. I, deep inside my spirit, I hear the Holy Spirit say to my mind, I want you to give him your guitar. I'm like, I know that wasn't me, because I didn't want to give him my guitar. <laughs> I mean, I'd saved up my money. I'd finally got the guitar that I wanted. And now, God, you want me to give this guitar to this guy? And so I struggled with it for a day. But, you know, in the end, I found that, that what God's word says, it says, um, but if anyone has worldly goods and sees his brother need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? What God was speaking to me through his spirit lined up with his word. And can I tell you, I, I gave him that guitar. I've never experienced such joy and peace in all my life. There's life when you hear God's voice. There's life when we follow what he says. You know, the most important time I think I've ever heard God speak to my spirit was 12 years ago. Shelly and I had gone to a, a Christian concert, went to Stephen Kerr's Chapman concert, and in the middle of that concert, he shows this video of this new organization that he's created to help people who are adopting children. And I remember we left, I took a brochure, I saw Shelly took a brochure, and we didn't talk about it for two weeks. Two weeks later, I asked Shelly, I said, what did you think about what he said about that concert, at that concert about adopting? She was like, I can't get it out of my mind. I said, I can't get it out of my mind either. And we realized that God was speaking to our hearts. And we realized it lined up with God's word because God's word says that pure and genuine religion in the sight of God and the Father means caring for orphans. So we felt this must be God speaking. And so we went through the process of adopting a little princess from Korea. And she has radically changed what our family looks like. It's been the greatest joy that I've ever experienced. All because God's Holy Spirit spoke to our hearts. And God also speaks through circumstances. It says that Psalms 37, 23, he says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their life. I remember there was a time that uh, Shelly and I felt the Lord was calling us to another city to plant a church. And, uh, but it meant that we were going to have to go get a job, you know, a different job in a different city. And man, there was this job that just kept popping in my mind. And it's like, God, I don't really want to do that job. And it just kept coming up. And I told Shelly about it. And that night, my brother calls and says, hey, have you ever thought about going and applying at this place? I was like, yeah. He goes, really? <laughs> I said, yeah. Two weeks, about a week later, I pull up into my parking lot where uh, uh, I worked. And the, my boss at that time bought and sold used cars. And in my parking lot is a truck from the company that I think I'm supposed to go apply at. The next day, I pull up, and there's another truck sitting besides that, if that wasn't enough. A week later, I'm in one of our buildings, and someone from that organization was in our building, and the, my heart started going 100 miles an hour, and I said, I'll just go ask. And so I went and asked them. I said, hey, listen, if I was thought about maybe applying with you guys, how would I go about doing that? Who would I need to talk to? And she went, well, you would talk to me because I'm the manager. I need someone to oversee this area. Now, either that's really crazy, just, um, you know, coincidence, or God was speaking through those circumstances. So we really felt that God was telling us to go and to go plant a church somewhere else. And, you know, Mark 16, 15 says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what it looked like for circumstances to line up with what God was speaking to me at that moment. Another way that God speaks is through other believers. Through other believers. Colossians 3, 16 says, let the message about Christ and all its richness fill our lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. You know, God speaks to us through each other. 
Whether it be through, I mean, there's been many times that you've been spoke, God spoke to you through John when he's preaching a message or you hear someone on the radio or, you know, someone just comes up. One time in my life, I was working at this job and um, every week we would have these weekly staff meetings and truth be told, me and one of the guys that I worked with, we did not get along. He didn't like me for some reason. I don't know why, but he didn't like me. Um, but there was three times in those weekly meetings throughout the, that year that he had basically thrown me under the bus, trying to get me in trouble, trying to make me look bad, you know, and it really hurt. And so really, truth be told, I had revenge in my heart. And one day it happened. He did something wrong that I felt everybody needed to know about. And so we're in the meeting, and I, here comes my opportunity, and I blast him. I mean, I throw him under the bus so hard, I would go over him one way and come back the other way. I mean, I was like, yes! You know, I'm finally getting revenge. And uh, that afternoon, my boss called me into his office. He was a Christian man. He said, I want to share some with you. You're better than that. He says, you cannot, um, you can't change or you can't control his actions. But you can control your response. And God's word says, don't repay evil with evil, but repay evil with good. And God spoke to my heart through that person. And it was God speaking directly to me. And it lined up with his word. So God desires to speak. And we must value God's word. We must understand it's the most important thing that we can do is take time to listen to what he has to say. And not only to, and if it's really that important to us, we really ought to take time to write it down, to jot it down. I don't care if you journal. I don't care if you make notes out beside your Bible or if you're like me and I... I do mine on a digital Bible. A lot of times I'll highlight it and I'll make a little note out beside it. But something to write it down. If you value it, write it down. I mean, just imagine if Moses had gone up on Mount Sinai where God had spoke to him those Ten Commandments. Could you imagine if Moses went, oh yeah, yeah, I got you, God. I'll I'll remember that. I'll, I'll tell the people that. That's not what God had him do, was it? God had him write it down. Point C on your outline says this. Two reasons to write down what God is speaking. I want to give you two reasons. Very simple. First is it helps us meditate on what God is saying to us. It helps us chew on it. It helps us to realize what is God really saying in this moment. Psalms 1, 1 through 3 says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around sinners or join in the mar- in, with its mockery. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. They meditate on God's word. It's important to meditate. It helps us to understand what he's really saying. Here's another reason it's important. Um, to understand God's word or to, to write it down. It helps us remember what God is saying. I don't know about you, but I don't have the greatest memory at all. And if I don't jot things down, oh man, I will forget it in a heartbeat. Ezekiel forty three eleven says, write down all these specifications and decrees so they will be sure to remember and follow them. We're supposed to write down what God says. So why? So we'll remember them. So why? So we'll follow them hard to follow what you don't remember. So this morning, I really want to just whet our, whet our appetite and understand that hearing God's voice 
is important. And we need to slow down, slow down, and really tune in to what God's saying. Because I promise you, it will bring you life. It will bring you peace. It will bring you joy. It will guide you. It will direct you. It will change you. It will change those around you. Amen? Will you pray with me? Father, we just want to come before you and I thank you once again for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your voice. Thank you that you speak to us, that you guide us. Lord, that you, your desire, your original intent was to speak to your children. And Lord, because of Jesus Christ, you have made a way for us to come boldly into your throne and spend time with you and you will speak to our hearts directly. So Lord, I pray that this morning, Lord God, as we talk about this and we put it into practice, Lord, that you would speak. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.